Hi there. Welcome to Bible Size Chat. Gus, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Good. Seems formulaic. <laughs> it's painful for not only us, but our listeners. Yes. <laughs> Someone did comment that we have good chemistry. I Was that your wife? She did. <laughs> My mom said well, I was quite smart. We... <laughs> Exactly. People think I'm very good looking. Yeah. <laughs> My mother said I was wow. very good looking. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> Speaking of repentance. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of good looking, yeah. uh, we've been talking about Jonah. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted to ask you a question since you taught Jonah last night. Yeah, yeah. And I have to teach it tonight, so maybe you can help me with this. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, in Jonah 3, uh, mm-hmm. 10, it says, mm-hmm. God saw their de- deeds. And they turned from their wicked way. Then God relented concerning the calamity which he had declared he would bring upon them. Yeah. And he did not do it. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple, um, as you know, there, there are other uh, versions, um, Bible translations that say things like God repented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, which is God the repen- same word, Yeah. Right? So they yeah. got repent here. Mm. So if God can repent, does that mean that he... Changes his mind. Yeah. Is he as immutable as we thought? Is he changing with times? Yeah. Is he uh, responding to the yeah. circumstance? Is yeah. he responding to his circumstances? Yeah. So it is a very interesting question. And it's yeah. tricky because the language seems to say that God changes his mind. Mm. Um, and again, uh, in one sense, in one sense, he actually does. Yeah. Uh, and so we want to like leave that open. Yeah. Um, there is a sense in which he declares calamity, right? In yeah. that verse, it says he yeah. relented concerning the calamity which he had declared yeah. he would bring upon them. And that actually, that language actually helps us a lot because that use of the word declaration of declaring something, what has God said? Well, what he's actually said, if you look back, is yet 40 days and Nineveh will be overthrown. So yeah. what is he actually saying? He's saying in 40 days, I'm going to destroy the city. Yeah. Now, theologians talk about the two wills of God. Yeah. God has a revealed will and God has a decreed will. So in, in God's revealed will... What he said is, if you don't repent, I'll destroy your city. Yeah. And that's his revealed will. That's what he's declared. That's what mm. he stated from his mouth uh, through his prophet. God's decreed will is actually contrary to that. Mm. God's decreed will is to save the city. And so what mm. does God do to save the city from destruction? Well, what he actually does, very interestingly, is he sends Jonah mm. uh, through all sorts of miraculous circumstances. He sends Jonah to preach to them so that they would repent so that the city mm. wasn't destroyed. And so God uses both the means and the end in terms of fulfilling his, his decreed will. Uh, so God has a revealed will. This is what should be done. And God has a decreed will. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And the place where we see that most come together most, most tightly is in the, in the Lord's Prayer. You remember the mm. Lord's Prayer? Yeah. Um, God says, uh, Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an amazing prayer because what he's actually saying is, ask God to do his will on earth. Well, that's weird, right? Because if we're asking God, then if, if God is to answer our prayer, his will must be accomplished, mm-hmm. right? So it's actually his sovereign will, his decreed mm-hmm. will that, that we're praying for, but we're praying for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what will is that? Well, what will is done in heaven all the time? It's God's mm. revealed will. Mm. It's righteousness, right? So what we're actually praying is that God's revealed will and his decreed will would come together. Mm. That his revealed will would be done on the earth in the same way that it is in heaven and that God would decree that that would take place. Mm. So 
we put those two wills together in the Lord's Prayer, which is actually a beautiful thing. In Jonah, we see those two wills separated. The revealed will of God, repent. They do repent. Therefore, God's decreed will for forgiving them is actually what comes to pass. Mm. Uh, the other place where we see that really clearly is in 1 Samuel chapter 15, which I, I find to be one of the most interesting passages. Yeah, Same much. word in Hebrew, actually. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, you remember the story of Saul here, and, and uh, Saul actually disobeys God, mm -hmm. and he, he does not kill all the Amalekites. Uh, he leaves the king alive, egg egg, and he uh, keeps some of the best of the sheep and some of the other some of the other uh, spoils from the war. And he says, "Well, I, you know, I thought it was okay to do that, and you know, I kept the best of the sheep." Verse nine, it says in Second Samuel, First Samuel fifteen, Saul and the people spared egg egg, the best of the sheep, the ox, and the fatling lambs, all that was good. They were not willing to destroy them utterly, but everything despised and worthless that they destroyed. Yeah. So Saul actually disobeys God. Samuel shows up, uh, uh, God comes to Samuel before Samuel shows up, and in verse 11 he says, I regret yeah. that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not carried out my commands. And Samuel was distressed and cried out to the Lord all night long. And that word is the word re repent. Uh, same word in Hebrew. I, yeah. I, I changed my mind. Yeah. I wish I hadn't have done that. Uh, and so he actually voices a repentance, a sense of repentance or turning. Samuel goes to Saul, tells him, the kingdom's been taken from you. Saul pleads with, with uh, Samuel to, to basically pray for him that God would not take the kingdom from him. And in, in verse 28, if you look down there, it says, Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to your neighbor who is better than you. Also, the glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind, mm -hmm. for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Now, that's the exact same word. It's just different translation there. Yeah. But that's the exact same word as repent or change. So what's what's Samuel saying? It's not because he's con the author isn't contradicting himself in the same chapter. That would be foolish. What the author is saying is you have God's revealed will. God, in God's revealed will, he made Saul king. Uh, but that was really because of the people. The people wanted a tall, good-looking guy. And so God, in his revealed in His revealed will, he makes this happen. But in God's decreed will, he wants David to be king. Mm -hmm. Because David will bring about the Messiah. And so Saul's disobedience causes God to say, in my decreed will, he will no longer be the king. He'll be supplanted by David, who is a man after my own heart, who will then be the father of the Messiah. Yeah. God doesn't change his mind. His mind never changed in that whole process. It's just that Saul is there essentially as a foil for David. And in God's decreed will, that's what's taking place. So that David shines as the true king with whom God will make the mm -hmm. covenant. So again, is God changing his mind? In one sense, yes. In his revealed will, his mind is shifted. But in his decreed will, his mind never changed. It was always his plan from the very beginning. And so is God mutable? Is he changing? Well, we would say no. In his decreed will, he's actually carrying out his decreed will the whole time. Yeah. His revealed will, what he says should happen, often doesn't happen. Yeah. But that's not because God is changing. That's because we are sinful people. Yeah. Saul is a sinner. Jonah is a sinner. The Ninevites are sinners. We are sinful people, and we're rebelling against God's revealed will. But God's decreed will will always take place because God is immutable, and he never changes. I, I want to ask you a question. I, I was thinking... Um, I heard one time uh, someone explain it this way. He talked about uh, a cat. Yeah, yeah. I don't like cats, but um, <laughs> for the sake of argument, yeah, imagine yeah, there's a cat here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if a cat sees a a, a mouse, yeah. he would he would uh, he would try to chase it. Sure. But if he sees a a dog, especially right. a big dog, yeah. it would leave. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't stay around here sure. much longer. And they were talking about how God's will, in that sense, it would be that way. It would mm. be, it would be that they would actually react. It would react, in a sense, quote yeah. unquote, 
uh, you know, in a sanctified way yeah, yeah. to that to what's going on. The circumstances. And the yeah. circumstances to show who he is. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he continues being God. Yeah, yeah. But he, in a, in a way, he's explaining to us how, you know, in, in this case, he wanted, he repented. Yeah. He's reacting to the fact that the, the Ninevites repented. Yeah. He, he reacts to the fact that the soul uh, was supposed to be the king and, and yet God rebels. is grieved. Yeah, or, yeah. or whenever God is grieved. Yeah. Uh, you know what what happened in, in the flood right yeah. God is grieved why did I make man you know yeah. um, so in, in that way what would, what do you yeah. think about that is well, that's that great a, illustration. a way to yeah. explain it or yeah because it is revealing his character in those ways right so the fact that he responds to the Ninevites is actually revealing his mercy but the cause of the Ninevites repentance is not them yeah it's exactly. him actually it's him. Yeah. so he carries out the circumstances in such a way that he can make his character known by not destroying them the cause of Saul losing the kingdom is not is not is ultimately God, right? Yeah, He's absolutely. the one who's going to take the absolutely. kingdom away and give it to David. And in fact, Samuel says the glory of Israel doesn't change his mind; yeah. it's done. But Saul's sin is the means by which God yeah. brings that about. So again, yeah, I think it's revealing God's character and His wisdom, His glory, His mercy, all these things. The, the cross, the cross, is the yeah. same. So yeah. all those things are are ways that God is revealing Himself to us through His response. Through his revealed will and his response to circumstances, so that his decreed will is taking place. A great book uh, to to deal with with part of this is a, a book I don't know if you read, "Spectacular Sins." Yeah, by Piper. Yeah, super helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah, very to dealing helpful. with even with the soul situation. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's there's actually a few. Uh, "Suffering the Sovereignty of God" is also very good by Martin Lloyd Jones. So several books where yeah. we can like deal with how God's will is happening and yeah. what's taking place and what God's what God's bringing about through those circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, I hope that's helpful for you. Again, yeah. these are difficult theological topics. And so if you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much. Thank you.